0: Pursuit of Podcast, a purely guest-centric show focusing on people and organizations that advance positive change. Positivity can be anywhere, and in a time of vast discord, The Pursuit of is finding those who champion its causes loudest. Join us as we sit and learn about the pursuits
1: of local leaders in their community. Let's go. Hello, good people, and welcome to The Pursuit of Podcast. Where it's truly not us, it's you. My name is Ryan Buck, artist development with New Leonard Media. With me is the boss, our host, Mark Wilson, president hello, hello. Of New Leonard Media. How are you? Real well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Doing hey, okay. Good, good. I like that hat. You like my hat? Yeah. Traverse City Film Fest. Well, that's enough of that. All right. Our guest today is Percy Bird, founder of Banashi Cannabis Solutions. How are you? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. Thanks for doing? being here. Well, thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on.
2: It's Appreciate nice that. It's nice
1: to, you know, to have somebody fun to talk to on a cold night. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So talk to me about your company. How did you get into it? And what's gotten you to this point? Well,
2: uh, Benashi. Cannabis solutions started uh, after i uh did a bit a tribal council for a time during which time I tried to bring uh, cannabis to the tribe a couple of different times. It was uh, a little premature you know there's a lot of uh landmines that you have to watch out for All right what if, time if, if frame you were we talking about this here? was about about two about three years ago possibly okay. yeah about three years ago now it wasn't ready then the market wasn't ready, so I get off council I start uh Benashi Consulting. And while I was on council, I had made a lot of fabulous connections, um, while educating myself about the cannabis industry and because of Tribes Unique's position, uh, with the ability to start businesses and whatnot, a lot of the contacts were approaching me and kind of explaining what could possibly be on tribal property. And one of those uh, contacts that I had made was a man by the name of Dr. Elias Jackson, And Dr. Jackson is the co-founder of the Vera Farm Biopharmaceutical Corporation, and they're located at the uh, Texas Medical Center in Houston, Texas. Wow. Yeah, yeah, really. (laughs) Uh, So Elias and Vera Farm are doing, he has two patents approved now, specifically for cannabis testing and research. He has three more in review. So one of those contacts was this man who has these incredible testing connections. Uh, He starts explaining to me how the importance of cannabis testing, because at the time I was just looking at a dispensary. I was thinking sure, small potatoes, you know, and he was like, uh, you know, this can be so much more, you know, there's so much more to the market and the industry than what a lot of the tribes and what everybody's rushing to fill the retail end, you know, and he said there's this whole gigantic ancillary market that nobody... Either they're not ready, or because they have uh, gold rush signs in their eye, dollar signs in their eye, sure. like the gold rush, or it's they a don't. Nice metaphor for yeah, it. absolutely. They, or they don't have the uh, the technical or financial backing to enter this type of a, right of a thing. So, and this was you know with the tribe's unique position, he was telling me that you know if the tribe were enter into this position into this uh, testing lab. That we could then branch off into the cannabis business right. in a couple of different ways, which to me, in, in, in immediately, uh, it, I, it says backdoor to the cannabis industry. Right. So you're profiting off the industry without actually being in it.
1: Right. So. Well, the mission, your mission, is stated as assisting tribes with safe entry into the hemp and cannabis industry. Uh, which I think is profound. So, can you give us a brief history, at least to this point, as to Native American participation in the hemp and cannabis space up to this point? Absolutely. Well, so far, the only uh, Native American participation in the cannabis in in the marijuana
2: industry has been the the renegade Western tribes who okay. have either they're not a PL two hundred and eighty state, and they they. Uh, okay, to, what's that? Uh, PL no, 280. Uh, PL 280 is when a tribe, uh, most tribes, are of the federal government, so we have to abide by federal law. State law doesn't apply to us, right? Okay, so but when you're PL 280, you either had a contentious relationship with the government, and you give up that power to the state. So now the state and you are uh, cohorts, and you right. whatever you need, you go to the state. Okay, or that type because has its pros and
1: cons. If if it goes to a lot of technical stuff if I get like absolutely guys I'll probably ask cuz Yeah. So, so, yeah, so so
2: they had they had permission to do it because the state went into it. Right. So the PL280 tribes, they could go into it because they partnered with the state and the state approved it. So.
1: And are there certain advantages to going that route? The PL280.
2: Yeah. Well, Yeah,
0: what he just broke down is that for this We have certain uh, treaty rights where we're to co-manage certain resources with the state and the Fish and Wildlife Service, and we are very adamant about not having the state over us on any of those things. Right.
1: Gotcha. So is is it possible to get into the space in an unsafe manner, in an improper manner and operate? Yeah. In our opinion, you know, in in my opinion, yeah, a tribe can be kind of reckless, you
2: don't want to give the impression to the government that you're thumbing their your nose at, to them in right. any way, you know, because at the federal level, it's still a schedule one, just like cocaine and heroin. And so you could, bad things could happen if you right. were to. Which is a whole nother topic. Absolutely. If you want to have the cavalier attitude about it, I mean, bad things could happen. So, you know, you, you want to enter it respectfully if you're going to go that route, you know. But right. uh,
1: So a large part of what you do is assisting with Establishing advanced analytical testing centers on tribal lands. Yes. And as heavy heavily regulated and, and monitored as the space is, how hard is it to actually get something going? For an, an individual. Yeah, to or get a testing center going. Is it's, it a difficult? It's a
2: lot. It really is. Even if you were to get all the lic- the licensing, just you know, securing all of the um, the machinery that it takes, you know, that's a a 3 million dollar, you know, Whoa. investment right there just to equip your space once you've bought in and now you have your license, that type of thing. So it's a, you what's know, What's
1: the what's the typical time frame from beginning to end to getting a, a testing center up and running? Well, um it depends on the resources behind the
2: individual. If you're a if you're an individual and you have your own PhD and you graduated from MSU when you're just trying to start a lab yourself, you know, it could be, it could be a couple of years before. Is that possible?
1: Uh, yeah. Just kind of get into the game and get the Well, you've got it, you got at, to,
2: there's, at some point you have to have a PhD running the show. Uh, okay. You know, this. he's the guy that. that that's uh, true. That's the case. You need to have. You, you cannot operate without one. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That does, there's, cause that's where, that's the level that it's at now, you sure. know, where it's, uh, science has gotten a hold of it and, and the, some of the tests that are conducted on it, you know, have to be. Um, because of what they use it for, you know, the medicine making and the large consumer use that it has to be uh, absolutely safe, which is why now recently the FDA has begun regulating marijuana right. because of the large
1: uh, food use, absolutely, that's sure. going on now. So, in these testing centers, everything related, every product needs to be tested. Absolutely, every time uh, the. The marijuana is changes form from
2: a bud. So if when the grower grows it, he sells his bud. He tests his bud on, and it tests clean. He sells his bud on the market. A processor will purchase that bud, um, process it down into a concentrate. He again has to test it to prove that he didn't contaminate it because it was previously clean. Um, He will sell uh, various products um, on the market. Um, One of those being cannabis butter. Now. A Edibles Kitchen will butter, purr. yeah, butter.
1: Yeah, and then you
0: cook with it. Anything you can make anything edible. Ed-
1: Absolutely, anything what you if put you just butter put it on toast. You of can do that. You can do that. Yeah. What if you just eat it straight up? What if you, <laughs> <laughs> Freeze what if it? you make it into a popsicle? <laughs> what if
2: you put it on your corn on a cob?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. welcome to butter talk.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, Canna Canna on the cob? But anytime it.
0: (laughs) Whoa, you heard it here first, I think. Dude, he's got an alley business going
1: right now. You know, you know. Tana on the cob, the pursuit of first. Absolutely. We're here with Mr. Percy Bird, who is just throwing down new phrases. So anytime it changes form, it needs to be tested. Now, are are the tests uh, the same each time? In in
2: marijuana it is yes uh, well what no actually no that's that's incorrect because the it only has to be tested for potency the very first time when it's a a flower when it's in the bud right. then they determine the potency and then they can and that's sell it like, it
1: gives you the THC content. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. Yes. And that will kind of determine the the price of the bud, how much
1: money, if they get sure. premium
2: price or not on that on the market.
1: So these testing centers, how large are they typically? Well, you know, they're really not that big. A a one testing facility
2: is only two thousand square feet. So it's only about as, a little bit bigger than a house, you know, okay. a, a small size house. Sure. But um, you know, it's the the output of the lab is the important part of it. You know, right. it's what kind of machinery are you using. Um, how good is your staff, you know, that type of thing.
0: Now, yeah, and is there issues with, like, accuracy from lab to lab?
2: Oh, if that's see, what's happening right now is in the testing lab industry, it's kind of the wild, wild west. Um, the cannabis industry has grown so fast that what's happening is that you have falsifying reports for three different reasons, okay? You have... One of the reasons is bribery, where a grower will grow a bud and it'll test at 60%. But if it tests at 90%, he can sell it for more. So rather than accepting a 60% and selling it, he bribes the laboratory to change the, the, the numbers. And that's a big thing happening. now. It's, and it's in every state. It's everywhere. Now, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. my wife is a RN and she's had to actually deal with patients that have smoked, uh, cannabis that hasn't been properly tested. It was moldy, Yeah, cetera. And so right. there, there's, there's respiratory issues. Yeah, so, I mean, like the, the accuracy of this testing is actually very, very important. important
2: now. Very important. Maybe
0: some of these under the table deals or whatever, yeah. you know, that we believe may be happening might just be marginal, so they get away with it, Yeah. but nonetheless but if there, it's there's a real da- sick there's, sick there's a real danger of and
1: necessitating it. a hospital absolutely. visit absolutely that yes. stress on the infrastructure
2: oh definitely you you're inhaling mold spores you know that 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 you know that type of no nah,
0: I used to partake yeah back when we had what was called uh, the brick oh yeah, and it, brick. and Love that whole brick. thing makes me wonder like. What were they you know? What was on it? What yeah, was what it? was on it? I, you know, sometimes I was like, man, they they douse this thing in oh, fabric softener to get yeah, it across yeah. the border or across yeah. the country, like
2: and, and it had various smells when you got it, depending on what they what they brought it right. across in, you know. Yeah. So it was, weren't a lot of fancy it, names. Yeah, it was didn't no always smell like weed either. Yeah. No, no, right, right, it was just stems and seeds and whatever you can find in between, but like Absolutely. Absolutely. So so, so we got yeah. three 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 reasons for the for the inaccurate testing is the bribery. The overwhelmed facilities, some are mom-and-pop shops, and the industry has just grown so so huge that they have tests stacked up and stacked up and stacked up that they just start, okay, well, let's just write something down because we're starting to look bad. You know, we can't test it fast enough. The third one is uh, uh, inaccurate machines. Uh, there, It's when you get a loan to start, if you're just a solo person without a uh, much backing, you have to borrow this money. So... You can only afford to buy entry-level machines, which take longer to right. test. Which you know what I mean? Inaccurate yeah. testing. Yep. So it again, you're it's an overwhelmed facility. So you know we have various reasons that these that you know you're getting
1: inaccurate tests. Right. Well, it's a business like any other. Absolutely. It's not maybe absolutely. not like any other, but it's still a business. Absolutely. Safety is a prime concern. So absolutely. When you're establishing these testing centers, is that an opportunity to create? Uh, jobs for Native Americans on uh, on those lands?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, um, well, what we've experienced here with the Grand Travers Band is that we were sending tribal youth off to college and they were earning degrees, but there was no degree jobs for them to come back to here. Right. You know, so they were, we were educating employees for other companies, yeah, that, that's basically. That's a, a, a tried you know, story here. Yeah. yeah so we kind of get to uh, create some high level jobs, you know, positions for, you know cuz this will all eventually be staffed by you know the various tribes that that we partner with you know with their tribal uh, entities and stuff like and that's that. That's the benefit. So, that's what you want. Absolutely. Can
1: these these testing centers maybe this is a stretch or or can they offer training or education or certification on site or is absolutely, that not what they do?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of uh, partnering with Banashi is because of my connection with Dr. Jackson at the Texas Medical Center at the University of Texas we can offer whoever we partner with an educational opportunity to intern with various life sciences uh, entities at the Texas Medical Center, cancer research, um, aging research, robotics repair, wow. various high-level jobs that they can actually get hands-on. You know, they can go to Houston. We can arrange. We're uh, we're affiliated with NASA. We can arrange this for tribal youth. Yes, for tribal youth to get out and get their hands on actual real world and to see how big the real world is. Because a lot of tribal youth, they don't get far from the res. Right. And, you know, that's just because they're homebody. That's just how, what kind of people we are. You know, we're just, we stay around our own, but we'd like to at least provide an opportunity for them to go away for a short period of time and experience the world right. and, you know, see what kind of opportunities maybe they, they could bring home themselves, you know, back that's to the tribe.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you wouldn't think one would be linked to another would be linked to another. Yes. But it's really extraordinary. Yes. So I, I've read that the cannabis testing industry can be pretty lucrative. Oh, very. In the very, 3 to $5 billion Very. Oh, di- yes, absolutely. So if you can share or wish to, how do they make money?
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, there's like I said, what they do is they call it a 15 panel test, and they're testing for, they're testing for mold and microbes and foreign matter and um, potency. So there's two different uh, for the hemp. uh, Everybody's focused on marijuana right now, but once the hemp gets up and running, hemp is going to be the chief. I feel like nobody talks about hemp
1: anymore. Yes, it's but it's hugely used. It's growing. Yeah, this country early on. Absolutely.
0: And, uh, I just learned a fact today and I, and I had to double check it, but being a natural soil cleanser. Yeah. Uh, And it really struck a chord with me because, you know, there's some brownfields around here and there's property that's been acquired that's former junkyards. Yep. And, um, it's a lot of money to have to clear the dirt in order to develop on it. Yep. But if you could... Run a Plenge crop the soil. for five years. Absolutely. And, you know, first I'll, I'll make my point was, uh, Chernobyl for 20 years, they've yeah. been growing hemp there. Yeah. Tr- detoxifying the land. yes. Hemp. Yeah.
2: It, it will leach the radiation out of the soil. It will leach radiation out, out of, of soil.
1: <laughs> any toxins <laughs> in, in the soil. People are still wondering why, uh, how these Products aren't helpful.
2: So, so what, what yeah. farmers are doing is they're catching on and they're rotating a few acres of hemp into their crops, moving it around each year. So they're, they're refurbishing the soil for the next crop that is grown there on top of making money on, of the hemp So instead of slash and there. burn,
1: yep. you can plant hemp. Yep.
0: But one of the things that gets scary though, like say the, uh, the Chernobyl situation is if any of that is, uh, you know, THC and, th- or whatever product that's going to be ingested and it gets sent around. Yeah. Yeah. No, they and destroy just, those. Yeah. I'm just, well, I'm just imagining toxic. <laughs> it, it
1: well, well we that. know
0: about bioaccumulation with like fish, you know what I mean? Yep. Saying like by the time a tuna eats all these other fish, like, yeah. like the, it's got so much mercury so in much it mercury and manine. then, then mom eats the tuna that would happen ba- to Jeremy Piven. Baby, baby, breastfeeds.
1: Uh, what? Jer- Jeremy Piven apparently got mercury poisoning from raw sushi. Did he really? I wow. think that may be a a wives' tale, but yeah. Well, I'll, I'll wow. look it up. But it's a, but but camp, a, but a lot of times
0: should... it gets highly concentrated in the breast milk, and that's like one of those things that's like you know the accumulation that's just scary. And so I think of the same thing, <laughs> <if> like we <laughs> got this like
1: hemp product
0: going around. And...
1: <laughs> so you talked about the youth, and opportunities. And you look at this industry, it's agricultural, it's scientific. Are one of the other aspects of that really appealing to younger kids, either the agricultural or the scientific? You know, this is how I
2: like to look at it. I like to think that it depends on where that youth grew up at. You know, if they grew up out, out in the country, they might be more apt to the agricultural. Uh, aspect of it, you know, right. but if you grew up in a city around factories, you may be more uh, touched by the robotics and the, and the you know, the industrial side of it, that yeah, type of thing. because it, so, it truly
1: is science. It's medicine. Absolutely.
2: It's... Absolutely. So there's so much, there's so many different areas that it touches that you could almost jump on it and ride it to whatever avenue, you know, you, you interest
1: you the most. Yeah. Podcasting. You know, I'm really drawn to the Banashi logo. Yeah. Can you speak to the, to the kind of design ideologies and the process that led you to the logo?
2: Absolutely. I had to, I was at, for, for, for the first year, I was just making logos up uh, myself, just free drawing them and whatever. And, and we started, uh, once Elias, uh, offered, um, you know, the partnership, I said, we, well, I got to lock this down. I got to, so I, I hired a, a professional logo maker and I told him, I said, well, Benashi is, uh, my last name it's a bird in Anishinaabe, so um, I would like a bird, a eagle, on there if if I could. Um, I said we're a testing lab, so there has to be an element of technology with a. Uh, we test cannabis, so uh, uh, obviously you got to have the pot leaf on there somewhere. somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's it's that's it's all done the really really well, you know, because I think a lot of. Similar companies can get mm-hmm. real on the nose with mm-hmm. the pot leaf or the green or using yeah. 420. And from afar, your your logo could look like it could be any company yeah. that's here to help you. Yes. It's really inviting. Yes. The colors are great. Well yes. done. I really wanted to give away,
2: I really wanted to give the impression of of, of intelligence and smart, you know, um, yeah. because uh, we're trying to take cannabis to the medicine level, you know, and, and you want it to look clean and yeah. crisp and kind of not get away from... The um its old hippie roots, you know, that's cool. That's where it started, you know. But we're we're taking it to the next level, yeah. to the scientific level. So I wanted it to reflect that, no matter if it said Benashi up there or not, if they could just see that logo, because we all know that logos rule. You know, you can look at a hundred and fifty different logos and know what company that is just by the logo, without even you know? saying With, yeah. without any words next to it. So I wanted it to. To be in that category. It'd be a pretty
1: mm-hmm. rad tattoo, actually, as I was yeah, looking at you it. you think about it? It would be kind
2: well, of Well, cool. he'd yeah.
0: be honored, I'm sure,
2: Ryan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what are the negative stigma of the hemp and cannabis industry that seems to be less and less valid nowadays? You know, in the last 20 years, I think there's been a change in this landscape. Oh, yeah. What are the stigma that really don't apply anymore, in oh, your opinion? Oh, you know, um, well... In the
2: past, when I was younger, when you mentioned, even mentioned marijuana or pot, the first thing that came to mind was two hippies in a van smoking a doobie, you know, <laughs> down by the river. Uh, and now it's, um, I think it's, it's so, it's so, uh, it's, it's almost intelligent now. You know, it's like, it, it's evolved to, it, we're into the scientific. You know, even the scientists are just, every day they find three new uses for hemp every day. You know, it's like every day we go, we're, we're creating something new. So I like, you know, to say that we've gotten rid of the old, you know, the old stoner stereotype and now we're smart stoners now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that, but, uh, you know, there's been a lot of negative connotation to the corporatization of this industry. Yes. And one could say that without some of this backing, these advances wouldn't have happened. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: You know, it's, it's wonderful to keep everything, you know at the, uh, at the grassroots level, you know, but, um, if, if it's going to be widely used, um, somebody's interpretation of safety may be a little looser than somebody else's, you know, we want to make sure that everybody's following that same line of safety, you know, is make what you want, but safety is safety. And this is, this is the line.
0: Well, that, that is the delicate balance of, uh, where, you know, trying to protect the caregiver acts.
1: Yes. You know, and yes. making
0: sure that the individual has the power to uh, to grow in their homes, yes. and to to take on patients and, and care for them. But there is the balance. Like I said, we know of patients that have smoked moldy cannabis, absolutely, and, and, absolutely. <laughs> and got you know uh, you know infections. And This is
1: where where naysayers come from, where they have issue with the nomenclature: patients, medicine. But this is real. This is, so for, for somebody who says to you, well, if you're in pain, just take ibuprofen. Yeah. And you're just using this as an excuse. What would be your answer to them?
2: Ah, uh, you know, I mean, cannabis is a medicine. It's the only medicine at 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 the moment from what my partner and his biotechnology uh, firm is telling me that, it doesn't step on the toes of any other medication that you take. So if you're taking a blood pressure medication and you take a, a, a antidepressant, that it doesn't either enhance or lessen the effects of either of those. You know, so you're
1: free to you're free to. So well, that that's a misnomer that that you could be dispelling is that it could maybe enhance a medicine. The fact yeah. that it doesn't do anything to any it, it's. It's benign to any other medicine. Absolutely, it's really I think important. That's
2: so that's so attractive to doctors because certain medicines can't be derived from cannabis at the moment. We're not that far yet. You know, it still has to be old fashioned. So they're liking that they could still give them the old fashioned one. Maybe stack a cannabis derived new one on top of it without interacting. Right. You know, having the patient have any negative. Maybe side if the effects.
1: ibuprofen people were smart, they'd make ibuprofen make you feel a little good.
2: You know, ibuprofen isn't as good for you as, as you think. No, I mean. no, Half because that,
1: that's one of the things that
0: I get worried about with uh, joint pain and uh, just from working out, mm-hmm. you know, and if I end up taking ibuprofen or headaches, et cetera, that eventually it's going to start attacking, you know, my insides. Yeah, your and liver. I, and it, I don't want It attacks want your liver that, specifically. Uh, uh, but, you know, there's other medicines that get abused.
2: Absolutely. You
0: know, and this is... This is also one that could be abused. I Absolutely. Don't, I don't currently partake because I have a history of abuse. Yes. And, but I've always respected and aimed to protect somebody's right to, to, right. U, to use it medicinally or even recreationally um, because of the harm that we see with the opioid crisis. Oh, right? man. You know?
1: And, and marijuana is known to be non-addictive by property, but if yes. you have an addictive personality... Yeah, yeah. Anything could be, I mean, yeah. you could get addicted to sweet teas. Yeah, McDonald's. Example. So, I don't know anything. how are native tribes in Michigan specifically in general doing in this world compared to, to others? I mean, because, you know, you look at the, the dispensaries down here. I don't know who they're owned by. I imagine there's conglomerates or what yeah. have you. I don't know if there's many mom and pops in this space. But how are, our, in your opinion, are the native tribes doing in this space compared to others? Uh, to other native tribes, uh, to other entities that are non-native, um, are, are 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 the native tribes as advanced as they should be, as, as prolific in the well, space I as think, they should I, be? I think I think I think if they would embrace it a little more, that they would find it's
2: it's a much steadier uh, economic revenue stream, you know, than than uh, uh, gaming based,
1: um, you well, know. So more of them need to talk to Benashi.
2: Yes. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, Absolutely. because yeah, we, Well, we like I said Banashi does, we offer the business portion of it, but also my wife Holly is uh she's a native lawyer and and native judge and she can offer to help you write help your tribe write its wording specifically because there are certain ways you have to word it because I know that when uh when the Grand Traverse Band first was talking about it that we had to word it in the in the in the essence of we recognize the state of Michigan passing a cannabis law. That way, we didn't we're not saying that we passed it. We're saying that we recognize that you passed it. We're recognizing that, but we're not jeopardizing our sovereignty in any way. So right. yes, we can help out in many ways right. like that. So
1: so is that one of the big hurdles? Other than ideologically, it's it's the the technical and all the uh, the. Clerical minutia that you have to go through for applying and writing, and yes, so that's where help can can be appreciated. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because if you're navigating it on your own, you and you step into a landmine, you know that could cost you. You know, so you need own. legal help. Are, are there grants involved? Is grant writing involved, or not as much? Well, you know,
2: uh, tribes can write their own
1: grants, and if they're you know if they're educated on on you know how to uh,
2: how to word their grant and and, and you know uh, word it loosely, they can apply it. You know broadly absolutely to, to their needs,
1: wow, so if anyone wants more information on how banashi can help them, more information in general, what's the best place to go um well, we don't have a website at the moment, um but we do have a
2: facebook page there's banashi okay. cannabis solutions um look us up on facebook um you can anybody wants to contact me personally any questions or anything like that uh consulting
1: at uh, gmail dot com consulting at gmail dot com yeah and, um, the Facebook page is great. Yeah. A lot of videos on, uh, not just your company, but what, you know, the state of the industry. Absolutely. And what's happening. Are, are you, as of today, are you happy? Uh, let's say in this area with the state of the cannabis and hemp industry we're at now, or do we have much more work to do before we're in the best spot we can be? Oh yeah. Oh, you know, it's like
2: we're in a good spot. But we're, we're a couple of years from behind for where we should be. We should be, we should have been at this point a couple of years ago, but that's, that's all right. That's how these things work out. It never works out ideally. But I think that, you know, we're, yeah, we're, I, I'm happy with how Michigan's, um, uh, there could always be tweaks here and there, but overall, I think I, I'm happy with how it's rolling out and, and the response to it. And, Good. and I just would just, I'm, we're here to, to help tribes, uh, embrace this, this new concept yeah. Here uh, when they're ready.
1: Well, Percy, I think what you're doing is amazing. You're helping tribes uh, become more sustainable. Yes. Creating jobs, creating revenue, absolutely, and helping people feel better uh, and live without pain safely. Absolutely, which is a big deal. So, thank you so much for your pursuits. Thanks to all thank those who pursue along with you, and thanks everybody for listening and for pursuing the positive. Thank you, Percy, so thank much. Thank you, this guys. Awesome. Thanks. There we have it, folks.
0: Another episode, The Pursuit of Podcast. As of the original release of this episode, it is Percy's birthday. I want to say Minnow DeBoshkan, Nij. And also, give a shout out to Urban Meds, Traverse City, Michigan, h H&M and Wellness Store.com, and The Tin Lid Hat Company pinlidco.com. use promo code the pursuit of special discounts to our listeners thank you for listening we'll see you guys next week